streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and BlastTheRadio.com, this is The Lowell Green Show. The number to call and be heard around the world is 613-413-2217 or email Lowell at BlastTheRadio.com. And now, here is Lowell Green. Look, you can call me an old grump. You can call me a miserable Grinch. You can call me whatever you like. But I still don't understand why public servants are on holiday today while the rest of us are scrambling to put a few ounces of bologna on the dinner table. I don't understand this. You know, <clears throat> it just seems to me that if we really wanted reconciliation to do what's right with our native population, that instead of giving hundreds of thousands of public servants a day off at our expense, we spent that money instead and provided clean drinking water on reserves. Then there's no question in my mind that the money that will pour out today on salaries and benefits for public servants, many of whom are at Costco, I hear a drive by the parking lot, you'll see it, that the, the money that, that we will pour out into, as I say, salaries and benefits for brand new water systems on every damn reserve in the country. I, 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 I don't get it. Look, I don't have a problem with drawing national attention to some of the horrific things that occurred on residential schools. But I think in order to be honest, I think in order to be fair, I think in order to be accurate, we should tell the whole story about the manner in which this country has treated indigenous peoples and other people. Canada is one of the few nations on earth from which people have never fled. All kinds of people around the world, including indigenous peoples, have fled to Canada. But Canada is not a country from which people flee. People come here. People flee to Canada, including indigenous populations. Yes, there's no question that we made some terrible mistakes in the residential schools. I have no problem in admitting that, and I have no problem in telling the story. But let us at the same time tell a story, the other part of the story, about the many native lives that we saved during the American genocidal war as their indigenous populations. I think a lot of people forget. In the United States, it was called the Indian Wars. The intent of the Americans at the time was to essentially wipe out native populations. It was a genocidal war. Americans today may not wish to accept that, but it's a fact. It is also a historical fact. This is history. That thousands, maybe tens of thousands, of natives fled north from the American Indian Wars. Fled north to Canada. This is the country that was under instructions from Queen Victoria to provide safe haven for everybody who fled here, including indigenous peoples. You may not know this, but indigenous peoples in the United States, certainly those near the Canadian border, knew this as the grandmother's country, the grandmother being Queen Victoria. And the native populations knew 
that if they were being chased by American troops, that if they just fled across the border, all they had to do was make it across the border, and they would be safe. Despite attempts, and there were many, by American troops and American authorities to have the natives return to the United States to be arrested or perhaps killed. Queen Victoria, at the time, in charge of things here, this was the grandmother's country to which indigenous peoples by the tens of thousands fled. Now, the best example of this was Chief Sitting Bull. I think even most Canadians, I mean, we don't teach history anymore, but most Canadians probably at some point read a little bit about Chief Sitting Bull. Chief Sitting Bull and his warriors defeated Colonel or General Custer at the Battle of the Little Bighorn. More than 200 American troops were killed, were wiped out by Chief Sitting Bull and his warriors. Now, Chief Sitting Bull managed to evade the, the Americans, as you can imagine, really set out to get him. And his warriors, they were going to wipe the whole damn bunch of them out. No question about it. But for about a year, Chief Sitting Bull and his warriors managed to escape to evade the Americans. But finally, the heat became too hot. So what did he do? He and several thousand of his warriors, many of whom had fought at the Battle of Little Bighorn, fled north into Canada. Now, the Americans came after them, or tried to. They demanded that the Chief Sitting Bull, etc., be returned to the United States, but we said no. They are in this country. They are safe here. This is a safe haven. And for about four years, Chief Sitting Bull and his warriors remained here safely, as did many thousands of others. As a matter of fact, many of the native reserves, as you know, are along the Canadian-American border. The reason for that is that, for the most part, they are people by direct descendants of those who fled north from the United States. The Mohawks, for example, who do very, very well here, they're a, a, a wonderful tribe, uh, they, they come from the Mohawk Valley of northern New York. I could go on. Suffice to say, yes, some terrible things happened, at our religious schools, at our so-called residential schools, some bad things happened. Bad things were happening to a lot of people in those days, believe me. We had a different view of, of uh, the value of humans, and in particular, we had a different view of the value of Native peoples. No question about it. Not here, but every nation on Earth. But the other side of the story is, at the same time that we were doing the things we were in the residential schools, we were protecting native lives in this country. Now, it wasn't only native lives that, that we were protecting. I said the outset, this is one of the few countries on earth from which people have never fled. People always flee to Canada. I want to point out, when we're talking in this regard, that we should be proud of the fact that the Underground Railway ended in Canada. If you have ever read Uncle Tom's Cabin or any other novels concerning slavery and attempts by slaves to flee, where were they fleeing to? They were fleeing or hoping to flee to Canada. And some of them managed to make it here and were safe and protected and lived and raised their families here. Uh, it wasn't just that slaves escaped slaves who came to Canada. We protected everybody. I might also point out that in the 1700s, a large number of Polish refugees fled to Canada from Russian oppression. 
It was also, don't forget, tens of thousands of Irishmen and women fled to this country to escape the brutal, the brutality. The, you, you talk about brutality. Nobody was more brutal than the British and their treatment of the Irish. I mean, if you ever read any novels or stories or any history about what happened during the Irish potato famine, you know that Britain treated the Irish terribly. Where did thousands, nay, tens of thousands of Irish flee to? Sometimes it cost them their lives in those terrible coffin ships, but they came to Canada. Uh, many, many Jews fled the pogroms in, in Europe. They came to Canada. We always provided safe refuge. We've made mistakes. Yes, we have. But we've done a lot of things right here. And it's bloody well time that if we're going to self-flagellate over some of the things that happened in our residential schools, we should also applaud ourselves for the manner in which from the time this country began and even before, we provided safe haven for people from around the world. Scots, thousands of Scots fled to Canada, escaping the terrible British treatment of Scots during the so-called Scottish Highland clearances. Read your history. You will see. This is the country to which people from around the world have fled. And I might point out that people from around the world are fleeing this country today. Nobody's trying to leave Canada. Nobody ever has tried to leave Canada. People come to this country, including natives. Let's just <clears throat> self-flagellating, which we are to a degree. I have no problem in recognizing this, no problem in admitting that we made some terrible mistakes. But if we're going to admit that, all I am saying is this. Let us also understand, applaud, and appreciate the things we did right in this country. One of the few nations on earth that has always provided a safe haven for people. We didn't have, slavery was never legal in this country, certainly not after Canada was formed, okay? Slaves fled to this country. Natives fled to this country. Poles fled to this country. The Italians fled to this country. I mean, folks, look look at the history. The Americans, the Americans even. In fact, Americans are still fleeing to this country, for God's sake. So just please, okay? It, it's okay. Whip yourself. Feel terrible and all the rest of it. That's great. But understand what a great country this is and what a great country this has been. The country to which people flee. People don't fly. Don't uh, don't try to leave Canada. We don't flee from Canada. Believe me. Uh, any comments on that? Uh, don't, don't. This was the the grandmother's country. That's what natives understood this to be. It was called the grandmother's country because Queen Victoria, God bless her said anybody that comes to Canada, including native populations, they will be safe. I might, I want to point out something else. One of the things we should be very grateful for, for our native populations, is the fact that essentially it was native populations, indigenous peoples, who won the War of 1812. This was the war, and you don't know your history, against the Americans. And one of the reasons I say this is because it's true. The American troops were deadly afraid of our natives here. They were fierce fighters. Uh, they knew how to have early stages of guerrilla warfare, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it was essential. And if you read the history uh, of many of the, of the great battles, you will see that they were often led by native populations. But the, I'll tell you the main reason for that was many of these natives who fought with us against the Americans had been from the United States and were here. They understood that if the Americans won this war, 
that once again they would be hunted down and probably killed. The Americans at the time, a war of 1812, were still hunting down natives in their country. So the, those, particularly the natives that had fled north from the United States to escape the Indian Wars, understood that they had better defend this country or they would be in big trouble. But thank God they did. Otherwise, we would all be in the United States of America today and Joe Biden would be our president. Oy, oy, oy. Just think of that. John, you've got some texts? Yes, we do. The number here, by the way, we'd love your comments. You are invited to be part of the show every day. 613-413-2217. If you're looking for show links, uh, we've made it real easy. Go to lowellgreen.com. The podcast, how to listen on your smart speaker, it's all there. Let's begin, Lowell, with an email that arrived even before the show began from Robert. Robert asks uh, both of us, would like to hear your views on this Truth and Reconciliation program. Obviously, he is. Uh, from what I've been able to find out, we've already compensated survivors of the system somewhere between three and four billion dollars. Yesterday, the Human Rights Tribunal awarded each and every survivor another $40,000. This is the bare minimum, and it could be much higher. I'm almost as old as you are, Lowell, and I must ask the question, are we being conned again? I believe that a bevy of pale-faced lawyers are getting very rich as a result of this scheme. Am I just a complete racist, or is there some validity to my thinking? Your common sense, please. Robert in Carlton Place. I, I think I think you're asking some very valid questions. Uh, there's no question that we pour out. I, I don't have the figure here, but it's a huge amount every single year. And it's also true that in many cases, uh, much of this money does not actually reach Native reserves. Uh, sadly, a good deal of this money is spent right here in Ottawa uh, in the, the various Indian affairs, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Uh, including, by the way, the holiday for everybody today and all Native Affairs, Indian Affairs. I'm not supposed to use the word, but that's the name of the department, Indian Affairs. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if conned is the word. I think that I think we've gone overboard on this. Some terrible things happened. Yes, they did. But terrible things happened to many people, not just in Canada. And, and as I, I keep on pointing out, we provided a safe haven for tens of thousands. Many of, many of, the, uh, many of these people in our Native Reserves uh, native um, residential schools probably would not have been there in the first place had we not provided a safe haven for them from the Americans. So I just I just throw that. Up. I don't have a problem in in paying tribute. I don't have a problem in confessing that we made some terrible mistakes. But by the way, in that regard, I don't understand why it appears that only Canada are we self-flagellating ourselves. Like, when is the United States going to hold its National Day of Reconciliation for the Indian Wars? I mean, they, they declared war on the natives. We, we never did. When is Germany going to hold its day to beg forgiveness and have reconciliation with the Jews? When is Italy going to apologize to the world for uh, giving us Mussolini? When is Japan going to hold this day... Uh, to apologize and, and ask for forgiveness for Pearl Harbor and all of the atrocities. What will Spain go on bended knee and beg forgiveness from the tens of thousands that massacred in South America? I could go on. I could go on. Britain. We talked about the way the Brit, Brits treated the Irish, etc. Has Britain ever had a day of reconciliation with the Irish? Not to my knowledge. It, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say here. What I am saying, there is not a country on earth that doesn't have a ton of dirty laundry. We have dirty laundry, but we got a lot of clean laundry here. 
I don't mind that Canada is the only one holding such a day. But while we're at it, let's tell the whole story here, folks. Let's tell the truth. Let's hear the good as well as the bad, because we are guilty of both the good and the bad. But let's not concentrate constantly on the bad, because there's a hell of a lot of it. John, uh, we have more text, please. Gina, thank you. By the way, if you post your comments on whatever platform you're watching or listening on, so if you're on YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, I will see them, and I will pop them up on the screen at the very least, and I will read as many as I can to Lowell. Uh, like this By one, the way, John, sorry, before you go further, yeah. I, I made a little comment this morning. I, I, didn't, I don't understand why public service holiday today. Seems to me the money that we're going to spend on lost wages, etc., would be far better spent providing clean drinking water. I, I, I just don't understand it. And as far as this helping people to recognize what we did, I mean, the parking lot at Costco is jammed. Yep. And I'm sure that the parking lot at Wilco's are, are jammed. And well, not 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 Wilco. not Wilco. I'm willing to bet Wilco doesn't have anybody in the parking lot. Oh, Wilco doesn't exist Wilco. anymore. Or whatever. Well, yeah, just yesterday what they packed up and pulled here? up stakes. I know what you mean. Okay, I know what you mean. Walmart, Walmart, I mean, etc. Yeah, it's just a big holiday. If there's one person in a thousand in this country yeah. that's actually paying any attention, I understand that some people have said they're going to donate their day's pay. Good for you. Yes, but you're very, very few and far between. All right, go ahead, John. And my question, and I said this to you off the air, is, okay, and this is all fresh in our minds right now with, you know, uh, finding the bodies, etc. Two years from now, three years from now, are we in the same place? Are people posting orange on their Facebook? Are they at least taking a moment to to do that? I don't know. I I, I worry about a lot of these, like the family day holiday. How many people sit there and spend it with their families? No, they go shopping. I just think it's time that we, I think it's time. This This is fine now, okay. It's a little overboard, I think, but it's it's okay. But I, I don't see why we want to carry this on. I mean, we've got to stop flagellation, okay? We've got to stop whipping ourselves. We've got to stop telling ourselves what a terrible country they are. We are not a terrible country. This is the country that people from around the world continue to flee to. Nobody has ever tried to escape from Canada, okay? We've got to, you know what? We've got to teach our children out as well. Have some damn pride in this country. We made mistakes. Tell me a nation anywhere. Tell me a people. Tell me an individual who hasn't made mistakes in their lives. Except me. I've never made a mistake, right? Uh, no. But I mean, uh, not but even- we have done. <laughs> but I mean, we have so much that's good. We have saved people from around the world, including indigenous peoples by the thousands. Go ahead, John. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I mean, the solution, I think, is sort of found, my takeaway from a lot of the comments is, let's start teaching this in history. Imagine that, teaching this in history. That's yeah. uh, That comment's coming up over and over and over again. Here we go. Uh, Gina says, the archaeological history of the natives, Haida, she says, traces back 14,000 years. Helen says, giving money does not fix the problem. Claude chimes in to say, you are beautiful human, Lowell. Your words have overwhelmed me. Another comment from Helen. She says, great history lesson, Lowell. Canadian history should be taught in school. See, there you go. Uh, Greg says, the holiday is just bullshit. Peter says, 620 to 640 million on a wasted election would have gone a long way to get new water systems in Canada, but any excuse to have a day off is what civil servants want, like that stupid family day in February. Every holiday costs the government of Ontario hundreds of millions in lost revenue. Less days off is far more productive. Joshua says, typically leftist ideology, do something cosmetic that accomplishes nothing substantial. 
Another. I, I um, go ahead. I um, I've got some other talk. First of all, I got to talk for a moment or two about our good friends at Shields. Yes, you once do. Once again, folks. I, once again, folks. I I want to direct you to their website. If you are, are contemplating that you think that uh, you know the old fridges, the ghost there might be a good idea to uh, get in touch with Shields because that fridge, uh, it may not the the kind that you would like may not be near new year uh and a number of other appliances as well and for sure to be absolutely sure the price of appliances is going to really really skyrocket come the new year i've already explained the government action that enforces this but not but one of the things that i, I very seldom mention is that shields very frequently and right now has some great sales if you go to the website no matter what kind of an appliance you want you will see them listed there you'll see all the styles the colors the makes the manufacturer etc and you will also see some of the money that you can save, savings four, five hundred dollars, etc., and sometimes even more. Um, let's be honest: you're, you're operating at Packenham, cost of operation a little bit lower. Uh, they high volume dealership, so they pass those savings on to you. For this, is not this is not alone. I know this for a fact. Shields.ca. At least, you know what I've always said: at least, if you're looking for an appliance, give them a chance. They're local. They're family. Don't ship your money off to China. Why would you want to ship your money to China? John, more text coming in. Carrie says, instead of the holiday, fix their water and living conditions. Uh, precisely, precisely. Yep. Cheryl yep. says, so Canada, in many cases, has been a beacon of hope for many people, both historically and even today. Glenn says, here, here, Lowell. Glad to hear you speak up. Lowell, is there any history book that you would recommend to read? I would like to learn some of this stuff is a question on Facebook right now. Um, you know, uh, as far as slavery goes, one of the most beautiful books ever written in that is Uncle Tom's Cabin. There you will you will read the struggles of natives, uh, of, of slaves, I'm sorry, uh, slaves wanting to come to this country. As far as, um, as information concerning uh, native, I, I, I don't know where you might turn. Just uh, actually any, any history, as a matter of fact, I mean, just, just Google, for example, a chief sitting bull, and you'll, you'll see the whole story there about him and his warriors uh, fleeing in Canada. Um, Google, um, uh, let me see, Google grandmother's country. I didn't try that, but I imagine if you do that, you'll get a, you'll get a story about declaring that everybody who came here, including indigenous peoples, were to be kept safe. Um, but that's, I, I thank you for your question. Uh, you know what? If you learn a little bit more, try to pass it on to some other people, not just children, but adults as well. Many adults, I think, are so caught up in this, as I call it, self-flagellation, you know, trying to pretend that we're this terrible country. We're not. We're not. People come here from around the world. You know, you know that. Good God, if we opened our borders entirely, we, there would be no room for anybody. Everybody from countries around the world. As I said, even the United States, even Americans want to come here. Um, I have a, an, another topic I want to throw out. This is very brief. Okay. This is a message to Aaron O'Toole. For God's sake, man, grow a pair, would you please? Get your people vaccinated. Look. Your pussyfooting around on this vaccination business cost the conservatives, and that includes me, a lot of votes. In fact, I, I suspect that your pussyfooting around assisting your candidates be vaccinated probably cost the conservatives the election. And now, apparently, you're still dragging your feet. You still have guys not vaccinated. This is not the example that leaders should be setting. All right? Tell your people, your candidates, your members, 
that if they want to sit in Parliament, they had better bloody well be vaccinated. Either get the jab or get the boot. Grow a pair, sir. Time to stop pussyfooting around, okay? Uh, stop fooling around. Be a leader here. Set the example, please. Go ahead, John. Uh, Andy has just backed you up big time. He's just posted a link to CBC. It's 48 books by Indigenous writers to read and to understand residential schools. Thank you for that, Andy. That's a good one for you there, Cheryl. Yeah, but that means, real see, there, there, there's, there's, there's the problem, though. 48 books to explain the residential schools. But how many books to explain the fact the tens of thousands of natives here uh, to escape the Americans? How many books are out there that explain the manner in which uh, natives, the indigenous peoples, fought with us against the Americans in the war? of 1812. We, we've read a little bit about Tecumseh, uh, the great Indian warrior who, who fought with us uh, and, and from at Fort Detroit, etc., etc. Um, but very little history. And that's the problem. No, no problem reading history of the mistakes we made. How about some history of some of the things we've done right? Please, because we've done plenty that's right. John. Fair, fair enough. Nancy says they made a stamp in honor of Henry Mimberto, my great-grandfather, times five. He was from Nova Scotia. That's kind of cool. Lori says, oh, Lowell, you're so right. Did you notice the protesters on the Hill today protesting the pipelines? Reconciliation, I thought, was the day we were having. They will never be happy. Uh, Chrissy asks if there are any celebrations going on in the city today. I've certainly not heard of anything, but I may be mistaken on that. Murray says, no history is taught now. It is being buried and forgotten. Terry congratulates you, Lowell. He says, great speech. It should be on the news. Well, it's better. It's on blasttheradio.com, Terry. Tom says, I'm not sure any country needs to apologize for past events. Every country has baggage and events they're not proud of, uh, but that is history. We learn from mistakes and we move forward. And Cheryl says, agree totally. We should be teaching the full history of Canada in our schools, both good and bad. Another topic. Um, we're almost out of time here. The current tax. Folks, has the time come to finally admit that the carbon tax does not do what it intended to do? There is absolutely no evidence. Now, I have, I have searched as best I know how, and I've done a lot of research in my life, believe me. Oh, I don't I doubt can, that. <laughs> I can find no evidence, no evidence anywhere, certainly not in Canada, that a carbon tax of any amount reduces carbon emissions. As a matter of fact, if you do some research, you will see that one of the few Western nations did have a reduction in carbon emissions was the United States in the past two or three years. They don't have a carbon tax. Every jurisdiction in Canada that's a carbon tax has seen, in fact, the entire country, carbon emissions have gone up. The province of British Columbia has had a carbon tax the longest and the most expensive. Their carbon emissions continue to escalate. They're not going down. If you want more proof, all you got, you, you know, you don't have to take my word for it. Just look out the window. If you see a road or you see a highway anywhere, or if you're on the Queensway, have a look at the vehicles that are out there. <clears throat> Excuse me. The, the, the carbon tax was intended to force us into smaller vehicles, burn less fuel. Well, what are we doing? More than half the vehicles sold out there these days are pickup trucks. And about the other half are SUVs. There's hardly a sedan left. The number of large vehicles, by that I mean pickups and SUVs, is... is troubled in the past three or four years since the introduction of carbon. But the carbon tax works. All we know is that the carbon tax sure is the place of just about everything. 
is farmers absolutely crazy. As I recall that all the time, some wheat farms have had bills of four and five thousand dollars a month in carbon tax alone on fuel required to draw to dry their wheat. And this of course drives up the price of everything. Uh, I mean, the, the cost of transportation has escalated with the cost of gasoline and diesel fuel. But where, all you environmentalists out there, if one of you, can one of you anywhere provide me with any evidence that this carbon tax reduces greenhouse gas emissions? If I can find any evidence of that whatsoever, anywhere, anywhere, I will be glad to report it. I cannot find any evidence. What really begs the question, these, you know, they always say, oh, well, we've got to rely on the science. Well, where is the science that proves carbon tax is working? John, um, any any further texts there? Because we're almost out of time. Absolutely. Tom says, carbon tax, where the hell's my money I'm supposed to get back? Robert says, Harper was right. He said loud and clear that the carbon tax was nothing but a tax grab that would accomplish nothing but to fill the liberal government coffers. Uh, we've got Jamie on Twitch begging you to stay on for an hour. Gina says, all we learned in history was American history. We know all about the slaves and their hardships, but they had more rights after a few years. Uh, than my ancestors had in the 1960s and much later. And Kath says, I agree, Lowell needs to be on an hour. Uh, there you go. So, yeah, people not liking the carbon tax. Hey, you know how I feel about it. I'm driving my big Dodge Ram and loving it. Uh, here's a comment from YouTube just in seconds ago from CJ. CJ, thank you for uh, posting. The carbon tax is doing exactly what it was designed to do, and that is to take more of our money. And Peter adds, JT, screwing with Lowell's computer again. We had a couple of audio blips. Nothing major, though, Lowell. They can hear you just fine. Loud and clear. All right. Thank you. We will be back tomorrow. The Lowell Green Show is seen and heard live around the world at 2 p.m. Eastern. Connect with us online at blasttheradio.com slash Lowell Green. Can't join us live? Download the Lowell Green Podcast. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Ask your smart speaker to play the Lowell Green Podcast. This is a production of blasttheradio.com.